Jesus said in John 3 14 and just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so must the Son of Man be lifted up and Jesus was referring to the cross later in John 12 34 he said and I if I be lifted up I will draw all peoples to myself it's kind of a play on that word when he says lifted up because not only did Jesus I take that as Jesus saying he would be lifted up and crucified but also it is our responsibility as those who have experienced the cross to lift up Jesus as we've just sung because he is the answer he is the hope he is our source of life he is our everything amen amen and you know there's there's a simplicity to the Christian message and life that sometimes I think we get away from and we complicate it the great theologian Karl Barth was traveling around the United States from Europe and he was asked this, the simple question Dr. Barth, how do you summarize the whole of your theology? Karl Barth, great theologian, could have expounded at great length on any minute aspect of theology. He said it was, this is the way I would summarize it. It is what my mama told me when I was on her knee. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. <laughs> and I'm thinking if the great theologian Karl Barth could come back to the very essence, the simplicity of the gospel that God loves me and Jesus died for me to bring me into relationship with him. If it's good enough for that great mind, it's got to be good enough for this simple mind. I'm afraid we get away from the simplicity of the gospel that Jesus died for me. And that put me in a relationship with him. We're kind of drawn to a, to a conclusion. These sermons on the glory of the cross. My intent was to let us see the glory of the cross. Uh, that in the cross we discover what we've talked about. Love. God's love for us and His forgiveness it only comes through the shed blood of Jesus Christ His redemption that He buys us back and reconciliation that He puts us back into a relationship with Him uh, that gospel message and I don't, want us to, I don't want us to rush past this this morning that gospel message calls for a response Jesus died for all so that means he died for me and he died for you whoever you are in this room but I have to say yes I have to accept that let's don't rush so far ahead of ourselves today that we don't pause for just a moment to say but you know what Yes, the glory of the cross is he, he provides all of my spiritual needs. There has to come a point in my life and in your life where I say, yes, I will accept that gift. I have described it in these sermons as we must first kneel 
at the cross. There must come a point in our lives when we hear the message and we know that Jesus died for my sins that I surrender my life and I say yes. That the only way I will ever get to the Father is through the Son. And He died. He loved me so much. He was willing to die to bring me back into relationship with Him. But I have to say yes. It's almost as if His hand is extended. Almost like you would go to greet somebody and you would extend your hand. It requires a response. Another hand that says, yes, I accept that. I want to be in relationship with you. Make no mistake today. There is no other way to get to the Father, the creator of this universe, except through his Son and through his shed blood on the cross. Hmm. And so we all, at some point in our lives, to be in a relationship with Him, we must kneel. My contention in these sermons is that not only do we have to surrender and kneel at the cross... And I don't know that I've adequately expressed this, articulated this, whether you've grasped this. Uh, I would say it this way. Yes, we have to kneel at the cross. But we have to also stay, for the rest of our days on this earth, we have to stay in the shadow of the cross. And what I mean by that is that yes we have an initial encounter with Christ and we are put in a right relationship with God it's not that we walk away from the cross going okay that was good God provided for my sins and I'm I'm going on with my life no I would contend that we have to stay under the shadow of the cross from that day forward because it is what gives our life meaning and purpose and security it's not just that I find initial forgiveness at the cross. I find forgiveness through the cross every day after that. It's not that I just experience love once and I move on from that. No, every day after that is, is, um, is framed, is given meaning by the fact that when I ever wonder, does God love me? In the midst of whatever I'm going through, does God love me? I know he must love me. He died for me. And so that that determines my sense of security and identity every day after that because I stay under the shadow of the cross. It's there through the cross and the shed blood of Jesus that not only does he initially forgive me of sin, but as I surrender my life to him, he opens up his power to come into my life to redeem me from sin change me I guess I want to say to many of you as me I was saved when I was 10 I knelt at the cross at 10 but now I'm 45 years later I don't ever outgrow the cross no it's what gives meaning to my life 45 years later because in it it is it is the constant reminder day by day of his love his forgiveness his redemption his reconciliation 
all of that do you, do you understand what I'm saying we don't rush from the cross we stay under the shadow of the cross and I, I don't I don't I don't even know that I'm smart enough to explain what's in my brain maybe it's not really in my brain if I can't explain it don't rush off from the cross no stay there in the midst of the hard days or whatever you're looking for and what I've said is all of our spiritual need is met in the cross that's not just our initial encounter that's every day after that stay under the shadow of the cross but there's something else once we've experienced that and we do experience day by day we are to speak the message of the cross if you're taking notes this morning brother Cody that goes surrender uh, stay and speak I gotta have these little things to remember these things it's three S's once I've experienced it then I am to speak it and I guess what I want to say is the gospel message is that simple and sometimes we complicate it we complicate the initial experience of surrender we complicate living it out after that and then sometimes we complicate it when we're called upon to speak it and the simple message is now I go back to the cross that says what I have to say to you is that Jesus died for me and he died for you to bring you into a relationship with him and sometimes I think we just complicate it and we need to stay at the cross um, the mark of the disciples and we have 12 in our church that we say if you're a follower of Jesus you're a follower a disciple then these are the things that ought to exhibit themselves in your life and in the month of April our mark is a witness it's actually number 10 in the list of 12 a witness and a witness is one who simply testifies to what Jesus has done for them it's really that simple uh, and my phrase today and kind of my truth for the day you can write this down too what we experience we express what we experience we express when we experience the glory of the cross the forgiveness the love the redemption the reconciliation where whatever angle you look at it the cross at when we experience the glory of the cross then we are to express the glory of the cross or we are to glorify the fact that Jesus has died for me and so in the month of April we will focus on being a witness as one who testifies to what Jesus has done what we experience we express we express Isaac Watts in the great hymn hey I need I'm not sure who's at the soundboard Hey, my, the pulpit mic needs to be off. 
if y'all don't mind her pulling it down at least. Um, Isaac Watts wrote that great hymn a couple centuries ago. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. This is what he said in verse 2. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. Actually, Isaac Watts was quoting the verse that I want to share with you today, and that is Galatians chapter 6. Galatians 6.14, in fact, it was the verse that I shared with you in the first sermon two months ago on the glory of the cross. And Paul simply says and at the end of his letter to the Galatians, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul never, this is kind of what I was saying, Paul never wanted to get so big and so smart that he ever left or boasted in anything other than what Jesus Christ had done for him, that Jesus died for me. And Paul's not necessarily an old man or long in ministry when he writes Galatians, but even when he was an old man, I know that Paul would say he never got over the fact, the simply, the simplicity of the gospel that I am in a relationship with God because of what Jesus did for me and never what I did for God. And the gospel message is that simple. Paul never wanted to depart from the simple message that Jesus had died for him and the only glory that Paul would put the spotlight on was what Jesus had done and never what Paul had done. Paul experienced it. He experienced the cross in the experience in the road to Damascus. Paul had to experience the cross. I, I have a feeling that Paul, because he was a Pharisee and was around Jerusalem, he was familiar with the death of Jesus before he had ever encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. You can know it all up here, but quite honestly, that's not the impactful part. It's when you experience it. So Paul, and he says it there in Galatians 6, in which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. There is this mystical thought in Paul talks about it in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Paul, and what Paul was saying is, no, it's not just that Jesus died, but I, I became a part of that. In the theological sense, Paul in his mind would say, no, I have been crucified with Him. Paul had experienced the cross. What did Paul need to experience? He was a murderer. I mean, that violates one of the biggies of the top ten people. We're not going to have a show of hands today. Mm. Uh, no, Paul, and it wasn't just that he had people murdered. It's that he murdered the followers of Jesus. He was complicit in that. There was blood on his hands. 
He was a murderer. There had to come a point that Paul had to reconcile, had to say, but Jesus died for that. And oh, there's sections of Scripture where he goes on, this is my sin and this is who I was, and he would even call himself the chief of sinners. There had to come a point that Paul didn't just know of the death of Jesus, but he had experienced the, meth, the, the death of Jesus and that the blood of Jesus had redeemed him and he experienced the love and the forgiveness and the redemption and the reconciliation. Those were the things that he talked about. And here it was. After Paul had experienced it, that's what he expressed. That's what he was saying to the Galatians. God forbid that I should boast or glory in anything other than the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was a learned man. He knew a lot. And uh, even Peter in one of his letters would talk. <laughs> it's like he, would t he alludes to Paul's writings in the scriptures and he'd say, and there's a lot of things we don't understand. Hmm. So, okay, Paul, hmm, he's running up here. Our waters generally roll low, flow a little bit lower, you know. Hmm. I can't even say it. Yeah, mine flow so low. You know, Paul's up here. But you know what? What Paul knew, no, the power and the glory was in the simple gospel message that Jesus had died for me. And through his death and his shed blood, I experienced forgiveness and a restored relationship with Christ. So when Paul preached... It was about the cross. It wasn't about his theology. It wasn't about his learning. You see, the spotlight was on Jesus and not on Paul. And this is what I want to share with you today. So it is for us. That what we have experienced, we are to express. Because we have experienced that, then we are to tell that, and we are not to <laughs> complicate it. We are to articulate the simple gospel message that Jesus had died for me. You know, this is what Paul says in, I don't know if these verses are on the screen, maybe not, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18, he says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. And here it is. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Paul said, once I have experienced it, I am to express it. If God has reconciled me, then tag, you're it. It's time for you to express the message of reconciliation. Somebody told you, when you've experienced it, you are responsible for telling other people. And what is it that we tell them? the simple message of the cross that I was a sinner in need of a Savior. And when the message came to me, I realized that Jesus had died for my sins. And I simply committed, I surrendered, I believed 
I repented whatever you want to say. And that Jesus brought restoration and reconciliation and redemption. He took away my sins and set me on a path of living and following Him. And I don't stray away from the cross. I stay under the shadow of the cross because it is the power of God to continue to redeem me day by day. Hmm. A witness is simply one who testifies of their experience. It is not about them. And to be a Christian witness is not about us. It's about Him. And what Paul says, no, I, I just focused on the cross. God forbid that I should glory or boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid we're not a witness because we've complicated it. We're worried about what we know and what we have to say. We're concerned about questions that might be asked about the Bible. Did Adam and Eve have a belly button? And if not, why? Hmm. What about those people in Africa who have never heard of Jesus? Well, your answer to that is my preacher's going a week from Monday. He'll get back with you on that one. And you, you know what happens? Is we're concerned about everything we know and what people might ask us. And so we don't say anything because we're not sure we can articulate it all. And I would say to you, no, just don't depart from the cross. People wanting to know things about this over here. And they're wanting to know things about this over here. Our responsibility as a witness is not to talk about all of our Bible knowledge, what we do or do not know. It is for us to talk about what we have experienced through the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. I'm telling you. What we experience, we express. Just express what you've experienced. That's what Paul did. In fact, there's the, these verses. Uh, he says, actually, earlier in Galatians. So in Galatians 6.14, he said, But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Galatians 3.1, Galatians 3.1, he says, Oh, this is after his introduction. This is like the punch part of the letter. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? And here it is. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. What was Paul talking about? Who was it that clearly portrayed before them the crucified Lord? It was Paul. Paul's going, y'all off to the left and y'all to the right. You, you've left the centrality of the gospel that Jesus died for your sins. I clearly portrayed that to you. That's all I did, that Jesus had died for your sins. And he says the same thing to the Corinthians in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. He says, 1 Corinthians 2, 2. 
For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The Corinthians, the Galatians, the Romans, everybody. Paul says, I just make it the practice of my presentation, what I'm going to express. I always come back to the center point. It's about the cross. We are to find, we are to experience the glory of the cross. What I'm expressing to you as Christians today, many of you, is that we are to glorify the cross. That's what we do. We express what we have experienced. And I'm saying to you, a witness is one who does not tell them. If you're in a courtroom and you're being, you're giving testimony and a lawyer is asking you questions, he's not going to ask you what you think. He wants to know what did you see, hear, or do? What did you experience? And actually, you're supposed to stick to that in the court of law. A witness is one who gives testimony to what they have experienced, not what they heard, what they think. A Christian witness is the same. And I think we complicate it. If we've experienced the glory of the cross, we ought to express the glory of the cross. Of This is what Jesus Christ did for me. It's that simple. What we experience, we express. And you go, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Tell them your story of how you came to experience what Jesus Christ did 2,000 years ago. Of how you knew you were a sinner. I mean, you ought to have your story. If we're just talking about practical things in the month of April, you ought to get your story down to about two minutes and tell the story and you share the gospel of how you were a sinner and that you heard the gospel message and you surrendered your life and He forgave you and came into your life and gave you a new life. Now the details of that story are different for me and for you. But it's still how you have experienced the cross. You don't have to know the answer about Adam's belly button. It's all right. When they take you off to the right or to the left, you just go, no, this is what I have to share with you. This is what it's about. That's what Paul did. He said, for I determined not to know anything among you except Christ and Him crucified. This is what I want to share with you this, with, as Christians this morning. The power is not in you. It is in Him. The power is in the gospel as it is presented. It's what Jesus said, If I be lifted up, I will draw people to myself. So our job is to lift Him up. What did He mean by lift up? He's talking about the cross. If I be lifted up, I will draw all peoples to myself. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, 
But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. He expounds on that later in verse 23 and 24. He says, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. I'm serious. I think we overcomplicate it and we make it about me and it's not really about me it's about him and simply me pointing other people to him and what we have experienced we express and the power is in that message it's not in us and so it doesn't have, it takes the pressure off of us I am simply one who have experienced this and I'm just telling you what I've experienced and what Jesus Christ has done in my life will it be foolishness to some yes Will it be a stumbling block to others? Yes. But to those who God opens up their heart, it will be the power of God to change their life. Do you know the only way a person is saved is through the message of the cross? Somebody has to tell them. It either has to be the written word, a spoken word. Somebody has to tell them. And when you've experienced it, it's our responsibility to express it. Hmm. I would say to you this morning, if you want to see the cause of Christ furthered, if you want to see the kingdom of God expanded, if you want to see the church built. Do you know what I believe is the most simple way to see all of that done? Is to express what you have experienced. Hmm, Brother Ed, years ago, back in the day, we used to talk about being a witness, being a soul winner, telling other people about Jesus. Well, I don't know. It's kind of a different day, isn't it? And social pressures are a little bit different. We have to be a little more careful about what we say and that we don't offend people. Watch our words and don't infringe upon anybody's rights. And Not that they're not concerned about infringing on our rights, but anyhow, that's not the point or saying something offensive to us, but apparently we're supposed to be more sensitive. And let me tell you, church, we've lost our edge. And if you want to see the kingdom expanded and the cause of Christ furthered and the church built, the simplest way and the one way that is unavoidable is we need to have daily, everyday encounters in which we are telling other people simply what we have experienced. I could get in trouble this morning, Mrs. Smith. Hmm. There was a school teacher recently 
I'm not saying she was in third grade in Huntington School District, but suppose that she were. And just suppose there was one little girl in her class who knew Jesus and one little girl who didn't yet. And just suppose the one little girl began to tell the other little girl about what she had experienced. Maybe in the, somewhere in the, that conversation they needed a Bible or to know where a Bible verse was. Maybe there was a Christian school teacher in that, third, in, in that hypothetical classroom. And just suppose that day that as the one little girl told the other little girl, the other little girl gave her life to Jesus. Just suppose. Third grade little girl who was raised in church who simply knew my friend didn't know Jesus yet. And maybe since I've experienced it, I need to tell her what Jesus Christ has done for me. I'm telling you, it's really that simple. And sometimes we get past the simplicity of simply expressing what we have experienced. Amen? That's what it means to be a witness to experience the glory of the cross and express the glory of the cross. Why don't you stand with me this morning? We have a long time for the invitation this morning because it's pouring down rain. You're not going to want to go to your car. <laughs> Let me pray. Let me invite you. If you've never crossed the line of faith, if you've never said yes, and you know that as God has pricked your heart today, you need to step across that line and say yes to the Savior who would die to you. I'll be at the front. Byron will be at the front. Let me pray. Father, today we thank you that the power is in you and not in us. So, Father, I pray that you would, as we've experienced the gospel, that you would give us boldness and courage and just simplicity of mind to tell others about you. Father, I pray that you would use it to change lives.